0: and welcome to another episode of uniquely designed did i tell you about my basketball days i know that it's hard for you to believe that i played basketball because i played so little that i vaguely remember it i promise you actually when i was young i played um, so well on my basketball team that they allowed me to get in in the last few seconds of the last quarter of the game That's how well I played. (laughs) But the people that I'm interviewing today, I have been connected really uh, in the field in the area of uh, athleticism. Um, And I'm so grateful to have a conversation with Bobby and Jennifer Jones of the Lexington uh, African American Sports Hall of Fame that they are starting here in Lexington, Kentucky. I know many of you who are watching are not from the Kentucky area or from the Lexington area, but uh, there are some great people that they are paying homage to and celebrating. um, And um, it's a great event that's coming up at the ending of the year that you can get tickets for. They're going to reference where you can get tickets, but uh, this is a great conversation about how some people who might not have been known nationally uh, were legends locally. So without any further ado, let's go into this episode, this week's episode of Uniquely Design, uh, as we talk about people who really played the game of sports. I just dabbled in it, but people who really played it and they know what they're talking about. Let's go into the conversation right now. So I'm talking today to uh, Mr. Uh, Bobby and uh, Miss Jennifer Jones, and uh, I'm so happy uh, to talk to both of them. And in um, and Miss Jennifer's bio, she said something about being from the Hamlet. Um, the Hamlet of um, outside of Lexington, outside of New Circle Road, around that area. I have never heard of a Hamlet, and uh, she is a writer, so words like Hamlet are things that come out. Um, and I would have never used that word, <laughs> Hamlet. So uh, tell me about why you love writing or or reading and all that. So you probably read a lot of books.
1: I do when I have time. Don't all have right. the time that I used to. But I just I've always had an affinity for words. And I really started writing more intentionally in high school. Wound up majoring in journalism at EKU and working in that field for a while. And uh, just whenever I get a chance, I like to still work on my craft a little bit.
0: So are you the one who lets her speak for you or, like, write for you? Or how's that balance? Here's what I tell people. Anything you see in print is it, not
2: from me. <laughs> it, it's it's from her. However, and I, I actually said this uh, uh, yesterday to a, a class I was, I was a substitute teaching in a, an English in language arts class and I said I'm I'm getting pretty good at writing I can't believe I'm starting to like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you who have already heard we're going to be talking about the Lexington African American Sports Hall of Fame uh, shortly, uh, but before then I want to talk about the commonality that you all both had that you were both athletes. And how did you all cross paths? Like, where did that start that you all met? Was it at a game, a meet, or how How did that work? Should we really say? <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was at the Shop and Stop
0: store okay.
1: in Winburn.
0: The Shop and Stop store, all <laughs> right, now. Now, those of you who are not from Lexington, and I am not, I don't even know what that is, and it's probably something that may not be in existence now, I don't know. so what is the stop what is that?
2: it's a it's a neighborhood grocery store okay opening Winburn in the subdivision
0: and it's still in existence. It's still in
2: existence and back then uh, you know cell phones were new and I was actually uh, uh, waiting on a phone call, I think uh, on, on a, uh, uh, a a pay phone. and here comes this you know I saw this cute little car pull up and uh, she parked and got out and went in, came out. and when she left, she glanced back over her shoulder and I did something i would never done in my entire life and that's the motion with my finger for her to come back and she did never done that before in my life and two years to the day we got married really? yeah two years to the day we got married so what made you do
0: a motion of the finger? Just- and, you
2: know she was she was cute well, here, she was cute first of all and then she was driving a cute car and then... Um, what car were you driving? It
1: was a Nissan Pulsar. Okay. Back in the day. Yeah. little
2: two-seater. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'd never seen her before. It's a cute little haircut. And um, so she came back and we introduced ourselves. And, well, one of the other reasons I kind of motioned was I saw her license tag, which indicated she was from not from Lexington. She's a little country girl. So I'm thinking, she don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you? You know, so she don't know <laughs> nothing so uh so seriously that that's that's probably the the single most reason uh, well th- that's that's the one thing I, I think this is why I motioned her to come back and and you know and she did you know how many women do that how did you
0: it had to, what is your version of that story
1: pretty much thing? the same he was sitting in his little white monster had his little high top fade you know back in the 80s this was what 87 88? 87 I think and he was cute you know sitting high in his car and I had just gone gone, I was on my lunch break I'd gone to my sister's house to see my new niece and I'd run up to the store to get some I think bologna and some (laughs) bread for a sandwich and just happened to see him sitting there and I thought well he's a cute guy I've never seen him before and then uh, when I came out of the store he was still sitting there and I happened to look back over my shoulder in my rearview mirror and I saw his finger do this and I was like And before I knew it, I had backed up. And I don't even know why I did that. That's not my personality at all. (laughs) Not forward in that way at all. But I'm glad that I did. As we got to talking, we realized that he went to school with my big sister. I went to school with his younger brother. I dated the brother of a girl that he dated. So we we were in the same circles, but we just didn't know each other. It was the weirdest thing.
0: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and how many years ago was that?
1: Thirty-two.
0: Thirty-two, 32. 32
1: years.
2: You know, yeah. six years apart, uh, you know, slightly different in, you know, g- generations. You know, there's a, we, we found out that there's there's some differences, yeah. some things that she can relate to that, that I can't and vice versa. But, uh,
0: you know, it, it's, you know, 32 years, hard, 32 years. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: what I want to know is what was the Lexington community like at that time? And being that mm-hmm. you were not, well, you were outside in a mm-hmm. hamlet <laughs> of, of Lexington, well, how close
1: it's just past it's a mile past the
0: airport. Okay, just a mile. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So It's Fort Springs, not okay. very far. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. what that is. So, what was the climate like? Whether that you know be the black community or just um, all of that, that the racial tension, any of that, what was that like in that in that era?
2: Well, Lex, Lexington has changed. I, I, I think um, you know, middle class is is good for us, but it, it has its, its its you know its downfalls also we're all spread out now, you know, before Lexington, you know, the African-Americans, we were, we were uh, concentrated in the, you know, the North, the North end and South end, East and West, you know, and then you had your subdivisions, Windburn and um, Green Acres, Hollow Creek. But now we're, we're all over the place. And I think we've lost the sense of community. You know, we have these, uh, you know, some events every year that kind of bring us all together, like the uh, Roots and Heritage Festival. Uh, but, um, you know, we're, we're we're spread out now and and I've seen a change. it seems it seems like um, the just the uh, the support that we used to have for one another is 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 lacking. And I, I think that's because we are spread out now. Lexington, you know, we're we're everywhere. you know, we're in the you know the subdivisions that we used to not be able to live in. And you know, there are new subdivisions that are, you know, Lexington has grown. And so we're everywhere now, but I think that we have lost the sense of community and and to some degree, our identity. Uh, In terms of racial tension, you know, has has Lexington uh, had to deal with that? From my perspective, uh, not then, more so now. And I think we all probably know why, but uh, I, I think that, you know, we, we're woke now.
0: When well, you said that, um, and what I heard was, the more we evolved, the more separated we became. That's what I got from that. How do you, do you feel that that evolving was intentional? Um, like, of course, we all want better or try to evolve, grow, whether it be education or whatever. Do you think that there was a sense of once I have evolved, I leave and forget?
1: I, not, I don't think that was intentional. I think that was a byproduct of of trying to do better and better for your family and better for your community. But oftentimes we didn't go back and go to church in the same neighborhood or visit family in the same neighborhood. We sort of ventured out, not just physically, but I think emotionally and mentally we ventured out as well. We sort of left ourselves in a sense. And it's not that we totally forgot where we went, but we we sort of idly sat by as we our neighborhoods are falling apart, and other people are coming in and taking over our what used to be our homes. So we're losing that legacy, and there's nothing to, you know, necessarily pass on to the next generation. They don't have any roots to go back to. So integration has been a beautiful thing, but it wasn't without um, without its faults at the same time.
0: Well, I'm thinking like. Do you think that the commonality of community was of a shared struggle that we had, or a shared like I grew up in a time where, and of course much later, but I grew up when you were talking about '87. I was like I was seven years old, oh, <laughs> but um, but I remember the community of everybody had a handle on their name. Uh, For those of you who are new and watching this, you don't know what handles mean, but handles were things like Mr. And Mrs. or aunt and uncle or that was like everybody was like so much so that I didn't know who my real aunt was or who my real uncle was because whether that be in church community or whether they even be in school system, you know, which was one of the reasons why I did go to HBCU because of that shared community where it wasn't just you are a number, you are a name, you know, and if you didn't come to class. You were going to, at that time, I got to call an answer machine, you know, where I got a message, you know, where Dr. So-and-so would say, you haven't been here or you weren't here. I expect to see you in my office by three, you know, and that was where I don't know if that, um, and I believe to a degree some of it still exists, um, but do you believe that that commonality and that um, coming together was not just... A sense of struggle. I don't want to say all of it was struggle, but um, was it just more of we lived in the same communities, we um, grew up together? What do you think were the things that brought us together then that seem to separate us now?
2: Then we we knew each other. We knew each other's names. You know, you could live on one end of town and you knew the you know the blacks that lived on the other side of town. We just knew each other because we all. I think congregated in the same places, i.e., church, uh, maybe you know basketball games, you know social events. Not anymore. Um, you know we, we just kind of you know we we've integrated uh, into in, into uh, all societies now. You know we you know even even our race to some degree. You know our, I you know how do you identify? You know what do you identify as? Um, but it's just it's it's complicated, but it's not. And um you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've not quite yet figured it all out. Um I'm 65 and I've I've seen uh you know I've seen a lot. Somebody it's 90 may say, you haven't seen anything, you're still a youngster. Um but it, it's just um you know times are the dynamics it's like it's it's a complicated situation right now I think and, and I haven't yet figured it out mm-hmm. I just haven't
1: Well, you, you both mentioned church and I, I went to New Vine Baptist Church you know born and raised lifelong member and back in the day we visited other churches and being out in the country that's how I got to know other people I didn't I didn't live in the same neighborhood as the kids I went to school with so I didn't always get invited to sleepovers and I didn't get to go to the dance or go skating because we were so far out but I made friendships with kids at other churches all around because we had afternoon service and BTU and (laughs) evening service and conventions and and I think that was a big part of the culture that I remember and I don't see those things happening anymore either so I listened to my mom who grew up where I did, but she went to the old Douglas High School and she always went to segregated schools. And the closeness that those people kept through um, throughout the rest of their lives, I don't fully have that experience. And I looked at her um, graduation ceremony and how honorable and how dignified it was. And I look at their pictures and everything was, they were so Formal, but they still had fun. I mean, they knew how to present themselves. I think it was a sense of pride. It, absolutely. absolutely. And I think I think you just summed it up. Yeah. That sense of community pride somewhere along the way we lost and became a personal or a family, individual pride, but not so much within our larger community. And that's really sad to me.
0: How do we, and I know this is not even supposed to be in this conversation, and we're supposed to be talking about something else and we are <laughs> going to get there. How do we, from your vantage point um, implement those things, um, because th- there's a time that you can't really say anything to people's children anymore. You know, you I've been snatched know. by many people's parents, <laughs> you know, and then that parent would go to my parent <laughs> and tell them what they did. Uh, but now you can't, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> and then people are, there's a sensitivity that people have now that you can't, you know, you have to explain what you mean by that. You know, how do you feel we can start to take pride in ourselves as a community again? If that is, a. I mean, if it's possible. I know it's a loaded question, but I feel like y'all might be, a, you know, you said 65. You know, I'm, <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. So, for, <laughs> So just to see. Yeah, that that's
2: that's a hard question to answer, and if if you know if, if there was an answer, we'd probably know what it is. Mm-hmm. We we have just um, I think that the through the loss of of community, it first first there was a loss of of uh, uh, it's all about me now. You know, every, everything is about it's about me myself, and I, I mean on. Turbocharged, and so I think that that that's affecting. I think that may be at the root of of you know what's going on. It like I said, it is complicated. Um, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I can't answer your question. I'm I'm just gonna be. That's a hard question. it
0: is. I just want to see if you that's all had any. You know, I mean. because when you, I remember a story of a guy. Um, who said that he had stuck a, he's taken his grandchild out to um, the bank and he put a uh, stick by, in the bank, he said, Why do you put a stick there? He said, We'll come back next year and uh, look. So when they came back next year, he said, Where's that stick that we had last year? And the stick was all the way out there in the water. And he said, If I didn't put this stick here, you wouldn't have been able to see how much has eroded hmm. and how far we've come. And I think sometimes we don't know how to get back to the community because a lot of us didn't put markers there to be able to say how we established community in the first place or where it came from and why Big Mama was important or why, you know, not being on a gaming and having a conversation with your family while we ate together and all this stuff was important. You know, so I believe that those. Shared values, you know, we have a commonality, you know, the shared value of brotherhood as far as uh, being members of the, the greatest fraternity ever, yeah. uh, the Alpha Phi, Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Those of you who are not, I'm so sorry that you didn't make that decision in your life. Word. You know, well, some people make mistakes and it's okay. You have to live with it. Um, but uh, we have that brotherhood, you know, that what I enjoy about it um, is that everyone does look out for each other in some regard. Um, you know to be able like you can move to a city and if you find one someone's going to say "All right, let me introduce you to my connections and you know and that's um, not for any gain it's just for brotherhood I'm going to look out for you Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's what needs to happen in some regard today that it's I'm looking out for you not for gain not because I want something but because I want what's affecting you is affecting me so that's very important so do you have any thoughts on that?
1: No, well, not being Greek, I I can't relate to that. Okay. But I I do have a large family here. I'm a baby, and there are lots of babies in this in this city. So I have connections in my extended family that many people don't. I mean, we've had family reunions, and there've literally been 500 people registered, <laughs> and most people can't relate to that. So I have those those type connections, as well as friends, you know, that I've been friends with for 40, 50 years. I'm 59 years old. So I, I built those over time and some of them were I was blessed with as well. But I, I recognized coming outside of that that not everybody has that same experience. So how do you recreate that? Well, we're hoping with what we're doing that we can rebuild community. and we want this to be like a reunion for people that maybe you live right here in Lexington, but you haven't seen them since you graduated high school. Yeah. Or you know you don't go to the same church anymore. You grew apart in whatever way, or maybe you're coming back to Lexington. You moved away, so, with community is very important to us. We both come from close knit families, and we feel for people that don't have that experience. So maybe subliminally we're trying to recreate. that sense of community. I didn't realize it till just now.
0: Well, and that's why I asked. I wanted to, anyone who does something, there's always some underlying foundation for why. And I want, that's what I was trying to get at the whole time. But those of you who were like, was he going to talk about sports? Yes. (laughs) But there's a reason why people get to the court. That's why people get to, you know, come together. It was about community. So how did you all connect through sports? I know y'all connected uh, you know at the she had a cute car cute hair and you had a finger i know that but through <laughs> through athlete uh being athletic how did that combine well
2: i think that you know having having that commonality uh uh made us both more interested interesting to each other uh shortly after we met uh uh i i, I recall uh, uh I think going to a basketball game that she played in, and vice versa, she said, "I think I know who you are." And so, you know, and and you know, sports is is and, and we still, you know, we still sit and watch sports together to this day. Um, but uh, Jennifer played basketball, and and I think she ran track, which was what I did in high school and college. And uh, you know, having having a conversation where you know we we both understand. You know, the, the, the lingo, uh, I, I, I think, has, has helped us grow even more so uh, as, a, as a couple. Um, you know, we, t- to this day, I think, um, it, it's it's really strange that you ask that question because we're, you know, with what we're doing now with this Sports Hall of Fame, and, and when it came up, it was amazing how both of us got it. You know, and if you, if you actually, you know, uh, participated in sports at a higher level in particular, you get what we're doing and why there's a need for it. And so uh, Jennifer, you know, she is, you know, I, you know, the idea came, you know, I thought of it, and then I, then Jennifer got it immediately. But Jennifer's the one that's taken it to the next level. You know, she, she basically does it day to day. Uh, I, I, I'm, I come up with the ideas for some, I have this creative nature about myself and I'll throw it out, I'll throw it at Jennifer and she'll say, that's great. And the next thing you know, we're, we're doing it. But um, this, this Hall of Fame is, is the result of, I, I think, some creativity and some thinking. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's a, um, an idea, a vision. That when it becomes reality, I think Lexington is really going to be proud, and and they're going to feel like they own this. You know, we've been uh, asked, you know, why don't you make it, uh, you know, the Central Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame or the, you know, the State Hall of Fame? It's like, and we throw it at our at some of our members, uh, and uh, we should not have because they were irate. Uh, with, you know, why do you want to do that? This is ours. We're tired. You know, we want something that belongs to us. So this is the Lexington African-American Sports Hall of Fame. And, and I've told uh, our, our our members that I want this to belong to Lexington and not Jennifer or myself. But uh, there's going to be a
0: younger generation that's going to take this over and hopefully take it uh, to, the next, uh, to the next level. So when we think of the Hall of Fame, and I think of any Hall of Fame, not just Lexington Hall of Fame, you're – Reaching and grabbing people who have made notable achievements um, that sometimes people have forgotten about or sometimes were never recognized. So do you feel that the people that you're going to be recognizing and honoring are people who were either not recognized, forgotten about, or just it was time for them to receive um, their um, just due?
1: I think it's a combination. For this first class, we had to be obvious. It had to be the no-brainers, the iconic people, you know, whether they were celebrated or not. We we had never celebrated them. And I'm not sure they were say ever... You
0: we, you about as, as a city? As, well, a city. As, an Af- American Af- as an
1: African-American community, as far as I know, they weren't fully celebrated the way they should have, compared to their accolades and what they achieved, so there was something in us that wanted to make that right, and just knowing that there were people that did great things you know, here and beyond and we're never really celebrated. So we want to start with the, the icons and the no-brainers, but eventually, you know, we want to recognize people that were, you know, the great team mom for 40 years in the Little League, you know, and she was always there and she did everything she could to uh, support, you know, the team, whatever team was coming through. So it's the unsung people that have contributed not just athletically, but supporting it's officials, it's coaches, it's anyone who's had a direct impact. And for the most part, they're impacting the youth of our city. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. The things that they did contributed to the youth and, and propelling them forward, or it brought joy to people that went to see them on Friday nights. It was it, it was an event. And sadly, we, we go to games now, and it's all adults there. There are very few kids that go and it's like where is the school spirit you know where's the pep rally where's the and we don't see that anymore where kids go and support each other where that's all we knew so we're we're hoping to you know use that as community as well and, and bring back the importance of supporting what our kids are doing in whatever form you can so we want to recognize the people that did the minute little things you know to make someone else successful
2: yeah. and propel them forward
0: how hard was it to come up with the names of the people that you all decided to
2: well, some of the names I mean it depends on who you ask we've got uh, we've got some some folks in the organization as young as what 40s I guess 30s, 30s mm-hmm. uh, all the way up to 70 75 and so it depends on who you ask and so uh, for example if we're in a meeting and we start throwing out names and let's say the 75 year old throws a name out and, and we all look at him it's like who's that we've never heard that person and vice versa. Um, and then, of course, you know, I've got. There are a lot of people uh, that I, you know, the names that I can. I came up with because um, my, my experience uh, spans from the, the early, from the '70s all the way up to, you know, the '90s. I, I guess. Um, and, and then, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. When you talk about the people whom we are uh, trying to highlight. It kind of fell off in the mid '80s. What we've been told is, is that you know those sports stars—they—they're just not out there anymore. The guys or girls that pack the gyms on Friday nights—they're not there anymore. We keep hearing that, and uh, and it's it's obvious because, like Jennifer said, when you go to the games, it's like it's all parents there. There, there's there are no kids. <clears throat> uh, there's no band. There's no no pep rally. I don't even think there's any step teams anymore. I believe. I haven't seen the step team So in so um. You know, it, it's just, it, we, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we hope that uh, that what we're doing will um, identify people from, from a, a large spectrum, from the, from the early 50s all the way up to the, you know, 80s and 90s. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. There are a lot of them. And I'm going to say this right now. We want you folks to be patient. Because we can't induct all 300 people yes. in one city. <laughs> yeah. okay. and I want
0: to ask you, how do you balance that? Because there's any time, what is interesting to me, what I have learned, is that when someone has an idea or found something, starts something, begin something. Uh, first of all, there goes the appreciation that you did it because no one else did it. And then there's the frustration of... Why didn't you do it this way, or why didn't you? Why didn't you include that, or whatever? So that's really good, uh, and that comes from somebody who does that, you know. Because people are like, "Why didn't you include that?" And you want to respond, "Well, why didn't you do it before me?" <laughs> you know. So that is a good thing for us well, to be well, That's
2: one of the questions that that's I ask myself. Why is this? You know, didn't somebody think of this before? I mean, Lexington has a a really really rich culture that's that's known in some instances worldwide. Yeah. And so, why didn't somebody think of this, you know, in Lexington? Um, and no one's answered me. No one has just, has ever said, "Well, somebody did." Yeah. You know, it just didn't go anywhere. Um, but uh, you know, things happen in their time. It just wasn't time. Yeah. I, I believe that it just yeah. wasn't. But uh, we have so many folks that that uh, we right now that we've got on our list. You know, it'd be great if we could induct them all at the same time. It's going to take probably twenty years. <laughs> twenty yeah. years. Uh, Plus, to uh, to uh, uh, reward and celebrate uh, many of these folks that deserve yeah. it, like Jennifer said, it's just not athletes. You know, it could be your it could be your coach or your you know your uh, nowadays these athletic trainers that we didn't have back in the day, and you know masseuse. You know, uh,
0: it means we get to dress up.
1: Definitely, yeah. black tie all the way, red okay. carpet. These people deserve the very best that we can give them. And that's what we're trying to do. And Bobby often says we want to mimic the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, the BET Awards, the NAACP, all of that. We want it to be just first class all the way.
0: So can you, if possible, talk about any of the people that would be um, inducted or the people that you selected this year?
1: We um, had more than 200 people nominated. Wow. Uh, some from the public online, and then some from within our, our, our founding team members as well. So, I do have a list here, and these names are pretty much household names if you know anything about sports in Lexington. So,
2: um, and, and these are the no-brainers. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. some sure. of them are okay. no-brainers. Yeah.
1: So, Steve Chandler was an awesome baseball player, coach, scout, played at the professional level, scouted at the professional level. I don't know that anyone's ever done anything to to recognize him here. Basketball and football. Basket- yeah, yeah. multi-sport. Multi-sport. Uh, Dermonte Dawson, NFL Hall of Fame, you know, uh, stand out at the uh, front station and UK and went on to uh, play in Super Bowls and, I mean, just wonderful things. And, you know, we don't hear much about him. Uh, Tyson Gay, hello. <laughs> Many people might not even know he's from here yeah. and he's an Olympian. And, you know, there should be a Tyson Gay Street or something. There should be something here to recognize what that young man accomplished. I mean, he was the fastest person in the world for a while. Um, we have two sports, two of Lexington's favorite sons that are actually going to emcee our gala, and that is Jack Givens and James Lee. They, they're both inducted, and we... Um, umbly called them and said would you please would you mind doing us this honor and they both jumped at the chance to MC. and the, the two of them together silk and steel you know Jack and James is just that just put us over the top so we're really really excited that they agreed first of all to MC our gala and then also that they're uh, accepting our induction as well so, Bobby, you want to share some
2: more? Well, yeah, I will go down the list. Uh, Jack, Not Jack I Evans, Dirk Minifield. I think uh, if you're from Lexington, you're familiar with high school basketball, University of Kentucky basketball, uh, Dirk Minifield. And then, of course, the legendary uh, Bobby Washington, Coach Bobby Washington from Bryan Station High School and uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe. Uh, Richard Green, the, uh, the iconic Richard Green, uh, having not only played... Um, uh, football and I think basketball and probably a lot of other sports, but also uh, changed a lot of people's lives through teaching. Uh, everybody knows that Richard Green was a phenomenal uh, math instructor, tennis coach, etc. So um, Tanya Focal uh, is a is a folk hero. Tanya is a University of Kentucky uh, basketball player.
1: I have to interject right there because when I was a sophomore at Lafayette, Tanya was a senior. Mm-hmm. I was a rail. I mean, I'm like this big. Tanya's, Tanya's a tough girl. Tanya used to wear me out. She used to dust me all over the court. It was, but, you know, she took me under her wing and she I learned a lot from watching her and watching her, her, her aggression on the court, but her heart for her teammates and, and what she's doing today with voting rights yes. and things and how she's just totally turned everything around. It's, I just admire her so much.
2: Yeah. And Tanya and probably being one of the first African-American females to play basketball at the University of Kentucky. Yes. Not the first, but one of the first. And then, of course, there's uh, Smithtown's John Shelby. Uh, John Shelby's uh, uh, accolades are, you know, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start at the World Series maybe, L.A. <laughs> Dodgers. But uh, uh, I, John Shelby and I used to, you know, we used to play together at the local YMC on Second Street. Uh, Mark Logan, uh, NFL uh, football player, Bryan Station, University of Kentucky, great. And then uh, the younger, uh, uh, the youngest of the group probably is Shelvin Mack. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shelvin Mack uh, uh, from Bryan Station High School, of course, went on to play college basketball, I think, at Butler. And then on to the NBA. And then I'm going to let Jennifer put, uh, finish, finish up with the uh, final three here.
1: Okay. Michael Scooby-Doo, scares, <laughs> you know, played at Henry Clay, I believe, and went on to star at Purdue and played in the pros for a while. I actually had the privilege of teaching one of his sons uh, at my old school. Um, George Wilson was from the segregated era and was reportedly one of the best all-around players that S.T. Roach said that he had coached. And if S.T. Roach says that about you, that's saying a whole lot. I didn't have the privilege of seeing him play, but his name keeps coming up. And his picture is hanging up in the in the halls of the Dunbar Center even today. And then um, John Will Brown, who is um, deceased, but what is it that he didn't do? I mean, he was, a, I think, a, a standout baseball player, probably all sports, but he coached forever. He was park director director, and league director, touched so many so many children's lives in so many ways. Just multi-sport, athlete. Yeah, referee. Referee. Yeah, I remember. I, mean, I don't know what it is that he didn't do. I was a little girl, and I lived out in Fort Springs, but I remember him coming to the park in Little Georgetown, which was that's another hamlet not far from Fort Springs. And I don't know his age, but I remember him coming and setting up park games and doing little leagues for us there when I was probably six or eight years old. So for that stretch of time, you know, this to be contributing still to sports was just phenomenal. And he even, you know, has a street named after he him. He does, yeah, Up in
2: Douglas Park. And then, of course, we're going to go on to the coaches. We not only uh, uh, ain't going to induct athletes, but uh, some coaches also. And um, I just spoke with one last night via Zoom. Uh, she happened to be uh, at a concert. And so uh, we surprised her. Her sister helped us set it up, and that, uh, Donna uh, Robinson Wilson. Uh, Donna was a uh, cheerleader and then she became a a teacher and a cheerleading coach at Henry Clay High School and became legendary. Uh, I think Donna probably is a person that uh, is is the reason cheerleading became so competitive here in Lexington and Central Kentucky. But um, Donna Robinson, her accolades, I promise you most people don't know how extensive they are, but you're going to find out. And so Donna was the first female that we actually called and surprised her with her induction, and she accepted. And then there is, of course, uh, the legendary uh, Charlie Gibbons. Charlie Gibbons is deceased uh, recently, and uh, Charlie Gibbons is probably responsible for uh, uh, not only getting, responsible for kids getting into school and keeping kids off the street, but probably saving a few lives at the same time uh he became uh yeah, i I've, I've heard a lot of kids you know refer to him as their dad or or that you know they talk about the impact that he made on their lives but uh <clears throat> charlie is uh up, it's unfortunate that that he uh he's passed because he was one of the f- first people that we were going to talk about inducting because uh what he had done uh, uh so uh here in Lexington And then uh, we have Brenda Hughes. Brenda Hughes, a lot of people may or may not remember, Brenda Hughes was a a basketball official. And figure this, a basketball black woman with the black and white running up and down the courts during a men's basketball game, calling fouls. (laughs) Imagine that way back then. And so... I don't remember that. I don't remember any black females back in the day except her. She's the only one that I can remember uh, officiating uh, games. Jennifer, you can finish up with the uh, contributors if you don't mind.
1: Okay, we have um, the legendary Herb Washington, who started the dirt bowl, you know, which drew national attention. Uh, they were featured in Sports Illustrated magazine. Um, his son is is a uh, still carrying on his legacy working with kids even today but he also saved a lot of lives and gave people a reason to come to douglas park and revive the park and just uh brought so much joy to our community and gave us something to do for super sunday and and all those things just made an incredible impact and it was something he saw a need and filled that need it was like you know how'd you think of that you know what made you come up with this idea for having a summer league Uh, that no one had done before in Lexington, but it just really took off. And I think there's still some form of it going on today. Um, And then Jackie French, uh, we saw Jackie just recently over at the Dunbar Center. I think she lives there. It's hard to get a hold of her and try to track her down to even talk with her because she lives her work. And she has impacted kids through parks and recreation for, I, I would say, her entire adult life, and she's still doing that. And again, I don't know that anybody's ever just said, you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah.
0: You have know, named um, so many people that have impacted, of course, the community of Lexington. What do you believe these, um, this place or this spot of a platform of celebration of their life will mean for them and mean for our community to celebrate them? I think the fact that we are, as a
2: community, as an African American community, are going, are we're, we're the ones that are going to celebrate them and recognize them. We've been in this mindset of waiting and are getting permission to do this, are waiting for somebody else to recognize us versus us us doing it ourselves. I I, I think I don't know why, but um, we I think we're lacking in uh in in and, you know, celebrating people who look like us uh, for various reasons. You know, we could have a, a roundtable discussion. It probably, you'd come up with a hundred reasons. But uh, the fact is that that, that that the African-American community is recognizing people uh, who look like them. I think that's uh, the most important thing. I think they will really appreciate the fact that black people are doing this for them. Yes. And... Um, you know, it's actually been said uh, when we when we I ran this cross, somebody who was much older, uh, he said, I can't believe that you are doing this for us. And, and that just said to me, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. What we're doing, it feels good. There's absolutely nothing you can say bad about what we're doing, except maybe forgetting some names here or there. But what we're doing, it sounds good and it feels good and it's the right thing to do. And I'm convinced and it's hard. What, we're, what we've been doing is extremely difficult. There are a lot of people involved in it. It has taken its toll on me and Jennifer, um, but it's, it's, well, it's going to be well worth it.
0: I know that there are different ways, I believe, that people can support financially, other than buying a ticket. Of course, you want to buy the ticket uh, to go to the gala, but even before then, I know that there is a scholarship that is going to be, um, some scholarships going to be given out so people can uh, donate to that.
1: Yes. We actually have a GoFundMe campaign that's ongoing, but we on our website, there is a, a way to donate as well. Uh, we take em- anything by mail even. But what we're doing as far as, as scholarships are concerned is our give back. And you know, we both have had children that go through college on, on, on scholarships or partial scholarships. Uh, we've known of other families that have been in that same situation. And there's um, such a thing as... Um, I don't it's called food scarcity or food, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but there are a lot of kids who are in, in college situations and they're hungry. And there are food banks on college campuses for kids that don't have the support from home or whatever. So and there are a lot of kids that get partial sports scholarships um, to a college or university but their family has to fund the rest of that, and sometimes sometimes kids aren't even able to go if their family can't fund the rest of it. So we aim to give uh, supplemental scholarships to kids who have already earned a, a partial scholarship, signed a letter of intent, but could just use some extra help um, to support their you know their uh, incidentals, their books, their meal plan, whatever it is they need. Uh, because we we've both been there, we've had children that have been there, and we've had to come out of pocket, and we you know what. What that's like, so we can help at all, you know, a, a couple of kids to do that. We feel like we're you know making a dent. You know, Bobby talks about being at Moorhead, and he was blessed to be on a full ride, and using some of his you know residuals to help feed his teammates that didn't that weren't blessed to get a full ride. So that's still going on today, and there aren't many full rides given anymore. Most of it is partial, particularly for uh, well, some of the minor quote unquote minor sports. Oftentimes they're partial, so we want to help. Those kids. We don't want a kid to not be able to go to school because the funding wasn't there.
0: So people can uh, buy tickets. They can support via um, scholarship or any other funding by going to the website, uh, which is www.laasandapple.shof.com. So everything that they need is on that website.
1: Yes, and also uh, they can follow us on Facebook. We'd really appreciate they that. Is that the same name? It's uh, official Lechoff, okay. official Lechoff for Facebook and Instagram, and it's Lechoff Inc. for Twitter and LinkedIn. So any of those will get you to our website. Um, our, inf- our contact information is there. Bobby and I are both out in the community. You know, reach out to us in any way, anytime and we'll be glad to tell you our story. Yeah. We, we just want to get the story out and you know what we're trying to do for our community. I did want to add that we are reaching back to honor two teams from the segregated era and whatever members that we still have with us, we want to honor them too. So there was a 1956 Douglas school team, which my mom was a Douglas grad, yeah. uh, uh, that actually went to the the national black sports league, there was a national black sports league because these teams couldn't play in the KHSAA or in any other national tournaments. So they had their own tournament for, for segregated schools. And that particular team of 1956 actually made it to Tennessee State. Uh, they played against Central in, um, from Louisville. So two Kentucky teams were represented there. They lost in the finals uh, to Louisville Central. But the fact that they made it that far you know, and I think the trophy might be over, still over at the old Douglas school Mm -hmm. and they won actually a state championship in the black league as well. And then, so we want to recognize any teams, cheerleaders, anyone that's still with us from that team. And then the 1959 um, Dunbar team, um, they didn't win a championship. They actually deferred to a team that they thought was more worthy to go to the championship, which says enough in and of itself. But they had a 34 and three record Um, And this was at the the cusp of playing with white schools. So this was right on the cusp of integration where they had to endure, you know, poor refereeing. They had to endure, you know, jabs from the crowd. They had to endure, you know, players that didn't want to play against them. And they still managed to have the best record in the school's history. So they didn't necessarily win the national championship, but they were champions in so many other ways. So we want to recognize as many of them as we can, too.
0: Well, I am looking forward to this on uh, September the twenty-fourth. Um, can people who didn't play athletes can we're we able to attend as well? Because we didn't play sports, so we able to attend this this <laughs> ceremony too. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, this
2: this ceremony um, it, it's it's going to be the the vision uh, is is none less than first class. I mean, if if our um, Funds allow, you know, we're talking about possibly uh, limo delivery of our uh, inductees, uh, red carpet, uh, interviews, photo ops, um, entertainment, fine dining, um, uh, speaker, if you will. Uh, Now, I will throw his name out there. Is it okay, Jennifer? Uh, Dr. Gerald Smith, uh, uh, black uh, history professor at University of Kentucky. He is... Uh, said that he will uh, be our speaker, and he will, I, I believe, do a uh, uh, have a conversation about uh, sports and race. And so um, we we ju- we're excited. This this it seems like everything that we've asked for has happened so far, except we got to get some money. <laughs> you know, we we got to get uh, get money, and and we're asking uh, our people, and we're asking everybody in Lexington, to please uh, help support this effort. This isn't uh, something for gain. That we're a 501c3 uh, nonprofit charitable corporation, so nobody gets paid, and uh, all the dollars that are that that are that coming in are being used for scholarships and to uh, celebrate these uh, these these uh, inductees. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I really am looking forward to it. I loved it. Um, not just um, the brochure, uh, but where it says the lexington african-american sports hall of fame or legend shine um i think that that's i like that where legends shine uh, it didn't say uh, where hamlets shine it <laughs> said where legend shine so for all of you all who listen to this conversation today i want you to go to that website that website again is www. L-A-A-S-H-O-F, I'm sure it's at the bottom of the screen, dot um, com. And of course, you can follow them on Facebook or LinkedIn or any of those things so that we can uh, be a support and make sure that all these legends get uh, their just due and that they uh, we celebrate as a community um, and that we're not waiting, as you said, for anyone else to do what we should do and celebrate our own. So thank you all for this conversation. Is there any other words you well, want to
2: say? Well, I'd like to give a shout out to... Uh, to some other members. I'm not going to call any names, but, but we do have a board. Um, and they have, they have, uh, they're a guiding force, but we also have about 40 other people who are behind this and they have, uh, they're members of, of committees that have been formed to help pull this off. And they, they're, they've been working hard. We've been doing this since what? 20 August August of 2020. And, uh, this idea probably came up. I think I came up with this idea in, uh, and I think 2019 and he um, didn't ask me how this
0: came about did I not ask that?
1: not f- not, not the way he
2: wanted you to not the way ask I wanted to <laughs> you
0: to the way he wanted y'all well, please tell me how to interview him
2: <laughs> well th- th- this 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 came about it, I had been had been uh, inducted into two sports hall of fames before and um, in the room I'm thinking it's sports there should be a lot of people that look like me, and to my surprise, it, I, I was surprised that there weren't. And um, and then one day I was sitting at home, I got to looking at some of the awards that I, I'd gotten, and I got to thinking, well, well, there are a lot of people in Lexington whose accolades far exceed mine, and so you know, why am I getting this, you know these kinds of uh, this kind of recognition, and they're not, and so that question just grew into an idea. And the idea was, you know what, they're they're not getting these these accolades because, you know, what there are two there are two reasons. One, they're being not not being nominated. We got to do a better a better job at um, at nominating our own at at, at mentioning the names. Um, but um, these folks, they um, well well the the, the uh, the origin of, of, of this is, is, is uh, twofold. One, it's, it's that, of course, I said, um, I was sitting at home and I saw the awards that i had gotten. And I'm thinking, I wasn't worthy, as, as worthy as these other folks. So why aren't they getting theirs? And I'm thinking, well, stop asking a question and just do it. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to give their, you know, give them theirs. The Lexington African American Sports Hall of Fame, um, and and thank you to all of uh, our uh, board members and our committee members
0: to help this vision come to reality. Yeah, we're grateful. Yeah, I'm. Um, you know, I think that what speaks out of both of you um, is, um, which is not always common in people, but is the ability to recognize greatness in others. You know, so that is uh, to be noted uh, that most people who oftentimes are the ones in the room who deserve the most praise, I use the ones who are giving it to other people, you know. So I believe this is what this is doing is giving it to uh, people who, um, you know, you feel needed. Um, but. There had to be someone who started it, you know, someone. So I appreciate you for doing this, uh, even though um, none of my um, accomplishments were recognized at this particular one. Um, so um, I'll give you all time to do that again. Uh, <laughs> I didn't play sports, so I would not be recognized. I sing the national anthem, that's about it. So, uh, but thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in to this conversation. Uh, get your tickets, find a way to support, and, um, you know, send them a message if you have some people or some suggestions or you want to help in any way I'm sure Uh, as they said they want to they started this but they don't want they want they want to make sure it continues so if you find a way that you want to help and continue this uh, please uh, go to their website or go to Facebook and they'll love to hear from you most importantly they would love to hear the money that you have that speaks (laughs) louder than your words all right have a great day I'll see y'all soon